My name is Jerry and I work in the Parliament Communications Office at the Scottish Parliament in Edinburgh. Many of the Parliament staff are working remotely during COVID restrictions, so I'm joined today via video call by the newly elected Presiding Officer of the Scottish Parliament, Alison Johnson, MSP. Presiding Officer, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Delighted to join you this afternoon. Before we begin our chat properly, I wanted to ask you about the job of the Presiding Officer. So if you could tell us just a little bit about what the PO does. Yeah, I suppose um, one of the most visible aspects of, of the role of presiding officer is chairing proceedings, meetings of parliament. Um, I think a lot of people in Scotland are familiar with first minister's questions, for example. That's one of the, the most watched sessions in the week, but chairing debates in the chamber, also representing the parliament at home and abroad. And I suppose behind the scenes chairing important meetings like that of the Parliament's Business Bureau, which sets the agenda, and also the, the Parliament's corporate body, which, which looks after the, the building and, and the staff who work in the building too. I suppose there's a very visible side, as, as you mentioned, about working in the chamber. And that's when, that's when people picture the presiding officer, they're sitting there in that chair. But as you mentioned, there's a huge amount of stuff that goes on in the background. And, and we'll come to that in a minute, I think, and ask you, you know, sort of what it's like in the initial um, few weeks of being PO. But just to go back, actually, you know, before you became PO, even before you became an MSP, um, I want to know, like, before you started the Hollywood, like, what were you doing? What was your life like? And how did you end up working in Hollywood? Um, I think it's fair to say... I wasn't one of these people who grew up thinking, oh, I must get involved in politics. That said, I would always make sure I voted in every election. And I think like the vast majority of people, I'd watch TV and I'd have, an, I'd have a view and an opinion. But it wasn't until I was in my mid-30s when there was a proposal by my local council to develop on school playing fields that, that I got really involved um, and with a group of neighbours, we set up a wee campaign and we contacted our local councillors and community councils and we tried to save this playing field. And I think at that point I had yeah, just a feeling that it was quite hard to get the voice of the community into the heart of democratic proceedings. And that, that was probably my first taste of engagement with a political process. Um, yeah, I, th I think, you know, I'd had a... A career in athletics before that you know I was a a decent club athlete and I think I was really disheartened at the loss of green space and playing field so that was kind of my first in just making sure that we made it possible for everyone to have somewhere to participate but having got involved in that campaign I then joined Scotland Forward which was the campaign for a devolved parliament so I was involved in that before I became a member of the Greens and I'd been working in a language school in Edinburgh as a registrar for about a decade um, when the vote for the parliament took place. And then um, the first elected Green parliamentarian took his seat in the Scottish Parliament. That was Robin Harper. And he, he, he there was an ad placed in, in a local newspaper looking for two staff for, for Robin Harper. And having had very little political experience at all, but a fair amount of experience, I think, in organising, yeah, ju just, you, you know, a sort of strong background in in public and private sector. I applied for the, for the post and managed to convince Robin that I could run his office effectively and found myself in the position of being in that first parliament as a member of staff in 1999. And, you know, it just, it felt then like an incredible privilege and my involvement really hasn't stopped since then. So I think you could say it was fairly accidental 
Um, but it's just been so interesting. It's quite an interesting progress, as you mentioned there. So, you know, working for an MSP in, the, in that first parliament in 99, um, and then going on to become an MSP and now PO. Do you think working as a member of staff and as a representative and now as presiding officer, do you think that that will help you sort of in your role as PO, having that kind of holistic view of the whole organisation? I certainly intend to use it to, you know, the best advantage of everyone who works in the building. I mean, we don't achieve things, you know, members of the Scottish Parliament, they are so well supported by their own staff, but also by the, you know, the, the incredible staff that work in the Parliament too. You know, we have our, our staff working for us, helping us represent constituents, helping MSPs represent constituents, but then we're really well supported when it comes to taking part in committees and debates. You know, there are a lot of procedures and standing orders, you know, rules to follow, and you do need that expert guidance and input. And I've felt actually since 99, since I came into the building as a as a member of, of that MSP staff, that there's a real can-do attitude in Holyrood. You know, I, I, I feel that to this day, and I just want to see the Parliament to continue to progress and to become ever more relevant to the daily lives of people who live in Scotland. I watched the PO election remotely, as many of us did at Hollywood um, due to the COVID restrictions. And for those who don't know, it's a secret ballot. Um, the only secret ballot that MSPs take part in at Parliament. And as it turned out in this election, you stood unopposed. Um, and I just want to say, after you were elected into the role, there's a great shot of the previous presiding officer, Ken McIntosh, waving goodbye to the chamber. And then the camera sort of almost immediately cuts to you at the desk. And I think that's a really good representation of how quickly that change happens after, you know, quite a lengthy election process. I just want to ask just at a personal level, what was it like in that moment to sit in the chamber that you've sat in now since you know, 2011, um, but you're now facing the MSPs, chairing the meeting instead of being amongst the MSPs, you know, facing the front? Yeah, um, I think it's fair to say it's not a moment I will ever forget, um, because until that moment, you have really no right or reason to be sitting in that chair. My sort of, you know, I feel almost the chamber the chamber to me appears smaller when I'm sitting in, in the PO chair than it did when I was standing um, in the benches. But obviously it's a it's a great privilege and honour. You know, I'm very, very pleased to find myself in this position, but it's also a huge responsibility and one that I want to make the most of. You know, I'm absolutely determined that I do all that I can within this role to make life better for well, I think if Parliament does a good job, it improves the lives of people in Scotland. So we have to make sure that MSPs have every opportunity to scrutinise the government. I want all members, you know, all members are equal. And I think it's very important that we hear from each and every corner of Scotland and that everyone has an opportunity to get involved. Absolutely. And, and we're recording this in early June. And as of now, you've presided over several meetings in the chamber. And as we kind of hinted at earlier, you know, you've been extremely busy outside of the chamber, sort of getting up to speed with all of, all of the work the PO does or behind the scenes. I just want to ask, what's that induction process been like? And, you know, how, what have you had to learn? You know, what, what's that? What's this past few weeks been like for you in this new role? It has been full on. Um, I think it's fair to say that after I was elected and I had my first shot in the chair, I came up to the PO's office where I met you know the incredible team of staff here who just make life really as good as it possibly can be 
um, each demanding day, you feel very, very well supported indeed. But I think even in that first meeting, it was, here's a couple of briefings you might want to read. Um, there's a lot of reading to be done. There's a lot to learn. I've met, I think I've met all of the group heads now. I'm going to say that and probably find that I'm, well, Jen's nodding. There's a lot of induction um, and you meet people that you have seen. I mean, I've been working in Parliament in, in one role or another since 99. So there are a lot of friendly faces, but people I didn't really fully appreciate what they did and what their impact was on the day-to-day -day running of Parliament. And some of the most unassuming people that you would say hello to are just doing this incredible work behind the scenes. And I'm getting to appreciate that more fully, but I'm in no doubt at all, I've got a lot to learn. So at the moment, it's just a case of reading, 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 taking expert advice, um, which is always available when it comes to, you know, questions and issues that are put before me or, you know, matters that I may have a, a locus in or, uh, you know, I'm asked to get involved in. The support is absolutely incredible, I have to say. Has there been anything in the past few weeks that surprised you? Obviously, you said you, you have knowledge of how Parliament works. You, you've worked in various roles here for a long time, but is there anything now that you're actually in the POC that's that surprised you about the role or something that you've not expected has been so straightforward or the opposite so so difficult? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I had um, chats with, with Ken McIntosh and and he always um, said, oh, you, you, you know, you'll pick up on all the things that you may wish that you hadn't done yourself when you were on the benches. And I can kind of see where he's coming from. Um, but you get a real opportunity to, you know, you're listening to debates, you're in the heart of the action. I don't think I've been, I've maybe just been surprised by, well, it's just the attention to detail is absolutely incredible. There's no effort spared to make sure that the parliament is running as smoothly and as well as it possibly can be. You know, the, the attention to detail um, from, from those working in clerking or even making sure that a very busy di diary schedule is made as manageable as possible. It's, it's really impressive, actually. Absolutely. From, from my limited experience of that state of things, the, the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes to make even just a, a debate that looks fairly straightforward on camera, to make that run smoothly takes a huge amount of effort from people behind the scenes. As part of that process of induction, you've been doing interviews with the press about your ambitions for Parliament over the next session. Um, the final thing I want to ask you today is, what do you feel should be amongst the priorities for the organisation over the next few years? I think we want to continue to embed the Parliament in the lives of people in Scotland. Um, this is the People's Parliament. I'd like to make sure that everyone in Scotland has an opportunity to, to visit if that's of interest to them. If it's not, let's try and encourage that interest. I want as many people as possible to take part in the democratic process. I mean, as I said, I my engagement in politics was probably largely just voting until I was in my mid-30s. I mean, we've seen young people who are really actively engaged in, uh, you know, the, the, the climate emergency and wanting change, and they're engaging really effectively with their parliamentarians. But I'd like to see that I'd just like to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to, to get involved in the way that best suits them. I'm really heartened to see a more diverse parliament returned this time. I want to make sure that's reflected in debates. You know, if 45% of parliamentarians now are women, um, are we making sure that that is, is that that's seen on the floor of the chamber when debates are taking place? And I don't want us to rest on our laurels. We've got more to do to make the parliament better reflect the makeup of Scotland. So we mustn't stop there. We mustn't think, oh, job done, because we know from 
like previous elections, that progress isn't linear. It can go backwards. There have been parliaments where we've done better in terms of gender balance, for example, and then we've we've stepped back a bit. Um, I think the fact that the pandemic has forced us all to change the way we work has shown that there are better ways of doing some things. So I think we need to have a really good conversation about what hybrid working might look like in the future. And that's got to involve, you know, all who work in the building, all the political parties, you know, what makes sense? Because the thing about hybrid working too is it can and does bring many environmental benefits. Um, you know, if we don't all need to be charging backwards and forwards across Scotland, is it essential to do so? So there will be times when absolutely we all want to get together in person, but I think there's a growing recognition as well that work is it's something you do. It's not necessarily always somewhere you have to be. And I think we can have a, a, a good national conversation and get that balance right. And I think obviously, you know, society faces many changes, many challenges at the moment, whether that's the the COVID pandemic, whether it's climate change, whether it's the you know threat to biodiversity. And I'd like to see Parliament doing its bit to address all of those and do what it can to be an exemplar in, in how we tackle them and how we come out of this situation in a stronger one than that that we went into. That's fantastic. Um, but it'll be fascinating to see how the Parliament evolves over the next five years of session six. Uh, Presiding Officer Alison Johnson, MSP, many thanks for your time today. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Look forward to chatting again, Jerry.